0: You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee.
1: And I'm Evan Banks. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's November 4th.
0: When COVID-19 first hit, countries around the world scrambled to respond to a once-in-a-century disease outbreak. And although the pandemic continues today, it's not too early to reflect on lessons that can help the U.S. and other nations better prepare for future public health crises. In a new paper, RAND researchers offer analysis and recommendations on a wide range of topics. They discuss the challenge of warning about major disease outbreaks, lessons from the decisions that China made early in the pandemic, the role and responsibilities of the World Health Organization and potential opportunities for reform, the risks of conducting complex scientific research with dangerous biological materials, prioritizing biosecurity and biosafety in research laboratories, increasing stockpiles of medical supplies and ensuring access to them, and the need to increase U.S. public support for vaccine globalism. The authors emphasize that, in the future, U.S. strategy must rely on science-based guidance that is communicated effectively and that counters misinformation, a serious problem that made the COVID-19 pandemic even worse. Without such a strategy, the nation's response to the next pandemic may falter once again.
1: President Joe Biden has said that the U.S. is committed to a negotiated end to the war in Ukraine but according to RAND experts, few, if any, steps have been taken to create a diplomatic process that could produce such an outcome. Instead, the U.S. seems committed to continuing its current approach of helping Ukraine recapture as much territory as possible without provoking a wider war. It's important to note that our researchers say it would be premature to push for any particular deal or even for direct negotiations with the Kremlin today. But by laying the groundwork for these negotiations now, the U.S., together with its Ukrainian partners and its allies, could help chart a path toward ending the war. What exactly does laying the groundwork look like? Well, the U.S. can do more to create the conditions for eventual negotiations to succeed. For instance, Washington could begin discussions with its allies in Ukraine about the need for all parties to demonstrate openness to the prospect of eventual talks, and to moderate public expectations of a decisive victory. The U.S. can also make clear that a negotiated settlement would not be an act of capitulation on Russia's part. After all, diplomacy, by definition, will entail some give-and-take, so it is important to be vague about the terms of a possible settlement at this stage. And finally, the Biden administration should consider keeping all lines of communication with Moscow open, from the president on down. This would both signal openness to an eventual negotiated end to the war, and help ensure that channels are in place to facilitate peace talks when the time is right. There's no guarantee that these steps would lead to peace anytime soon. But they could mitigate the risks of dramatic escalation and indefinite war in Ukraine. Although letting the conflict play out may seem like a wise decision, a negotiated outcome will likely remain elusive unless Washington begins to plan for it now.
0: When Russia launched its invasion of Ukraine, the U.S. Department of Defense had to respond rapidly and reorient its force planning priorities. This is not the first time, nor will it be the last that DOD will have to adjust to unexpected threats or conflicts. The wars in Iraq and Afghanistan are other recent examples. They forced the military to hastily increase in size, acquire new capabilities, and develop new ways of fighting for which it had not previously prepared. And even without these challenges, DOD force planning is already inherently difficult. It requires balancing risk and resource constraints, and hedging against future uncertainty. The process uses tools like wargaming and operational analysis to estimate types and numbers of forces needed. These methods, however, are only as accurate as the assumptions that underlie them. And so, if planners make the wrong assumptions about the most likely types and locations of future wars, then the military may end up unprepared. One potential way to address this is statistical force planning. Rand research has shown that statistical models could provide an empirically grounded perspective on likely future demands for U.S. forces. How? By leveraging decades of social science research on the relationship between a host of factors, such as patterns in trade, changes in alliances retrenchment in democracies, or even events like armed conflict or U.S. military interventions. Importantly, the goal of these models is less to produce precise forecasts than to identify early warning signs and to reveal information about the range of possible futures that policymakers might face. Want to see how some of these scenarios might play out? RAND researchers developed a free interactive tool that lets you create your own. You can find it on RAND.org.
1: The conflict in Ukraine offers a wide range of lessons about potential Chinese aggression against Taiwan. Some relate to strategy and logistics, some relate to the use of information, and some relate to the tactical fight. Here are a few examples. To start, consider the scale of U.S. military aid pledged to Ukraine. Estimates range from $17 billion to $25 billion since the full-scale Russian invasion began. This is much more security assistance than the U.S. is even contemplating for Taiwan. Second, while Taiwan's military budget is more than double Ukraine's, Ukraine has had eight years of fighting its adversary, which has helped it to build a capable military force. Taiwan, on the other hand, is much less prepared for the type of challenges that China could pose. And third, Taiwan is a small island country that does not share borders with U.S. allies. This makes it difficult for the West to supply the same amount of arms, humanitarian aid, and other assistance that has been supplied to Ukraine, which is accessible by many land routes across Europe. Not all of these lessons will necessarily help to prepare for Chinese aggression in Taiwan, says Rand's Michael Spiritus. But they do make one thing clear. It would be a mistake to underestimate the difficulty of defending Taiwan. That's why the U.S. may want to, quote, plan now, with urgency, and devote significant resources and organizational focus to the problem, he says. Spiritus notes that this will be challenging, as it is typically much easier to motivate partners and government departments during a crisis than during peacetime. And while the conflict in Ukraine shows how the U.S. and its allies can act during a crisis, there isn't likely to be the same opportunity in Taiwan.
0: It's estimated that at least 1,000 people in the U.S. die in law enforcement custody each year. But there's a lack of comprehensive data on these deaths. National statistics are difficult to come by because of the different definitions used to categorize a death in law enforcement custody. Some definitions, for example, include only deaths caused by an officer-involved shooting, while others include all manners of death that occur while the person's freedom to leave is restricted by law enforcement, including deaths that happen in prisons or jails. RAND recently convened a panel of criminal justice experts to better understand this issue. The experts agreed that comprehensive national data collection is essential. But creating that system for data collection would certainly present challenges. For example, it would require law enforcement agencies to report zero deaths when no such deaths occur. This could prove burdensome and resource-intensive to capture relatively rare fatal events. And in gathering data about these deaths, there may also be concerns about disclosing active case information, respecting individual privacy, and releasing personal identifiable information. Despite these challenges, robust data collection is critical to support strategies that reduce law enforcement-related deaths, promote public safety, and build trust within communities.
1: RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision-making through research and analysis. For more on today's episode, check the show notes at rand.org slash podcast. We'll see you next week.